Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hey friends, so good to talk with you. Say hi to Charlie, our cat. He's on Christy's lap right now, and you would love it if you could just see him cuddled up there and Christy petting him, and he's beginning to purr because he's settling in for Soul Talks. He always loves to join us, and we're so glad that you do too. Thank you. It's so awesome to have you in our community, and gosh, we just love that sometime if you could come to our institute, those of you that haven't been yet, we got a, a really encouraging email from our friend Sharon Welch. She's a pastor in North Carolina, and she's in our institute, and she says, I can't say how thankful I am for the work that God is doing in me through soul shepherding. I had no idea just how God would work through this blessed opportunity to be in the institute. It's been the most incredible experience of my spiritual life. I have been so blessed, and I pray that I can share with others even a small part of what I've learned. And her testimony is because of the power of being in an authentic community of Jesus' disciples. And that's why we dedicated our new book, Journey of the Soul, to all of the pastors and missionaries and ministry spouses and other servant leaders who've gone through our institute. Uh, We have just learned so much by being in community with all of you, and uh, that includes this Soul Talks community. We just love hearing from you, your questions, your comments, your experiences, because we're just trying to talk right to you and your relationship with Jesus. We just uh, like to imagine that we're sitting down at our kitchen table with you and a friend or you and your spouse, and we're just having a soul talk. So fun. And if you're interested in the Institute, now's the time to apply because we're starting the spiritual direction training in March and then our Institute cohort in July. So it's a great time to go online to soulshepherding.org and apply. You can earn a certificate as a spiritual director, and what a wonderful ministry that is. And uh, probably a lot of you don't know that we have a new network of spiritual directors. So if you would like to receive the ministry of spiritual direction and just receive great empathy and soul shepherding care, we've got a staff that is ready to support you with that. And you can find that on our website, soulshepherding.org. So today we are talking about Journey of the Soul H stage. It's been fun, Christy, to begin to dive into the specifics of the stages. Really fun. They're so helpful to understand, and so it's fun to impart some of this understanding. So, Bill, we're going to pull out, I've got pulled out a Soul Talk card here from the H stage, Help and Discipleship. And the question, well, first of all, the scripture on the card is, Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. So who has encouraged you in your discipleship to Jesus and how? Yeah, Ray Ortland, he taught me that very scripture on uh, following the example of uh, Paul uh, who followed Jesus and becoming the kind of pastor, the kind of counselor, the kind of leader who could live a life that would say in humility, follow me as I follow Jesus. And that's what Ray did. And I got to be in his discipleship group for a year. And uh, in many ways, that's the inspiration behind soul shepherding, because so much of what we did uh, and continue to do is in groups, you know, leading small groups. And that's why we created Journey of the Soul as a a book that's not only for uh, personal reading and and devotional learning, but also for small groups. And on journeythesoul.org, we have lots of resources for your small group, a leader guide, 
uh, videos to take you through the book. Uh, these Soul Talk cards, like the one that, that Christy just read to us, and this is a deck of cards, like uh, playing cards for a game. And it's a fun way to go through all of the stages with cards uh, for each of the stages. We got over 50 cards in there, and they represent different stages with scriptures and Soul Talk questions like that. So, yeah, Ray Ortland was such an encouragement to me. I wish he was alive to sort of see how, see the fruit of his ministry in he us. He is alive. I believe he sees it. You're right. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Jesus said he's alive. He yeah. said, you know, Abraham and Isaac are still alive. That's right. He's in the heavenly <laughs> Moses, realms. yeah, he's yep. with them. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for all the saints that have gone before me that were crucial in my help and discipleship, too, everywhere from authors to Sunday school teachers to youth group leaders to my grandparents and my parents and you know just so many and the church is key in help and discipleship as well as sometimes parachurch ministries I'm thinking of a friend actually she um she came to me for help in therapy and she was really struggling because she had seen the world always through kind of black and white lenses and everything had always been quite clear to her, very kind of linear and neat. And she had all kinds of uh, expectations because she'd been in help and discipleship for a long time. And she had expectations that uh, if she followed the law to the letter, everything would go well for her and her family to the letter. That's the thing about help and discipleship because we're a lot of times we're younger in that stage, but sometimes, as you're saying, we can be in that for, for years, m- many years into adulthood. And it's uh, it's a good thing to be in help and discipleship because we're learning and we're learning from mentors who help us to follow Jesus. But uh, where we can get sort of stuck there in a way that can become unhealthy is we can get legalistic. And it's very natural when we're younger to be very concrete and literalistic and black and white and linear in our thinking and that actually helps us in uh, cognitively, just sort of in the learning process and even in finding a teacher that we see the good in and maybe that we idealize in. And that, that's in, in, in the early stages, that's actually a good thing because it helps us to bond and to trust and to absorb and to assimilate. You know, as long as we find a good, a good teacher who, who is following Jesus. It's a necessary thing. I mean, we're learning truly the fundamentals of our beliefs of Scripture, of what it means to be a Christian. A disciple. And that's the grace of the H stage. That's the, the special gift of this stage is God's word in community. We're digging into the scriptures. We're learning from a pastor or a teacher. And we're studying God's word and we're applying it to our lives. And there's so much there for us. And in one sense, as followers of Jesus, we, we, we never leave this stage. We're always in a discipleship process. And really, all of the Christ stages are they're stages of discipleship. But this, this second stage really keys in on the, the relational uh, mentoring, learning aspects of, of going deeper into n- new understandings, new, new doctrines, new spiritual disciplines that we're practicing and uh, learning to incorporate these into our life. In our childhood, Bill, the church really shined in this area. They did a good job of teaching us as young kids in Sunday school and youth groups and Awanas and and discipling us in some of the early disciplines of learning to read the Bible, memorize scripture, learn Bible songs. I learned a lot of Bible stories and scriptures through through song, you know, even vacation Bible school and summer camps and all kinds of things that were so helpful to me in 
my discipleship. I, I learned to journal in those contexts and I learned to pray in those contexts and I learned to be able to sing praise to the Lord in those contexts. It was so key to my discipleship and, and coming to understand some of the basic teachings of scripture. Yeah, you and I were both blessed to grow up in Christian homes and to grow up in the church and so have you know early experiences as our brains were developing to be formed in God's word and formed in a community of disciples of Jesus who are worshiping God and loving God. And so uh, that has helped us so much. Now, for many of you who are listening, you didn't have that opportunity to grow up in the church or you maybe got really wounded in, in a church experience that wasn't healthy for you. So there are lots of different ways we come in to help in discipleship. And sometimes this happens, you know, and uh, maybe in, as a student or in, as an adult and wherever it happens, it can be good. Well, and that was the story for this woman who came to me for some therapy. She had actually became a Christian when she was in college mm-hmm. and she got real involved in a campus ministry. And that's where she got her help in discipleship. And she was so enthusiastic to be getting it because she didn't get it growing up. Her, her father was an alcoholic. It was a, a home that was very chaotic. There wasn't much love and affection and grace there. She really wasn't taught truth. She had a lot of freedom, but she had too much freedom. And she she was in need of learning and understanding where, where are our boundary lines that will protect me. And that's one of the graces, too, that we learn in the age stage, in, in understanding God's truth and his word and some of the boundaries there. You mean like boundaries of right right and wrong and mm-hmm. morals and, and how to, you know, what's sin and some of those important things. Yeah, because in the C stage, we're so much torn between two worlds. And that's the, um, the, the challenge and the roadblock there is we can develop a soul split. So coming into the H stage, we're, we're really learning to uh, resolve that and be devoted to uh, to the Lord Jesus because he, he's, the, he's the one that... He's the one that we're discipling to. You know, we talk about ministries of discipleship. You know, we don't want, uh, I don't want disciples of Bill Galtier. I want disciples of Jesus Christ. And that's why Paul says in the scripture you read, Christy, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. So, so yeah, so your, your friend there is an example of someone who came to Christ later in life and really appreciated this uh, new discovery of Christian community because she didn't have that in her family. It was so important to her, and she learned she learned holy habits. And she learned about righteousness and purity and some things that really they did serve her so well to protect her through some times when she could have really gotten hurt and gotten in a lot of trouble. There is so much about the Christian life when we are well-guided uh, and have a good, healthy community to be a part of. There's so much about that that can be protective for us, for the the nourishment and development of our souls. Sometimes we don't think about the morals of Scripture that way, but but we need to, that they're they're good for us. They protect us. They're not just like uh, rules uh, forbidding us to do stuff that would have been fun. They're, they're, they're smart. <laughs> it's, it's the best way to live. Exactly. Dallas, our mentor, often would talk about how good it was of God to give us the Ten Commandments and how important, how good those are, how we need those in our society and how they serve for for protection and for guidance and, you know, light the path before us. And, you know, if God had only revealed the chemistry tables, <laughs> you know, and not, not the Ten Commandments, and if that was his only revelation to us of truth, how lost we would be. Yeah, because Dallas Willard's teaching we need spiritual knowledge, and that spiritual knowledge 
like the revelation of the Ten Commandments is just as true and real as the chemistry tables or the math tables or anything that would come out of science. And that's what we're learning in Help and Discipleship. We're learning what a grace that's truth is. And then so the conflict in this stage is that we can develop misinterpretations of Scripture, whether it's through bad teachings or not reading the Bible and interpreting it accurately. And so when we get distorted and confused ideas, uh, that, that damages us. Exactly. So this can be a roadblock at right. the age stage where we, we can get stuck. And that was the problem for this woman. She was stuck in perfectionism, thinking she needed to be perfect. And that led to self-righteousness that hurt her relationships because she was trying so hard to be perfect and to follow every law that it was it was really cutting off her ability to love. And it was also cutting off her ability to be able to receive love from God and from others. So tell us more, Christy, how you felt for her. So she became a Christian uh, as a college student and had a great experience of being forgiven of her sins and, and the joy of coming to Jesus in the C stage and then really growing in the H stage. Uh, how old was she when you met her? Well, she was in my midlife when I met yeah. her. Wow, so it's a long time she was it, in the H stage. It had been a long time in the H stage for her. And she, you know, I... I loved her. She was she was a wonderful woman. She was a godly woman. I admire and respect her. And, you know, you could see the, the beauty of holiness in her, for sure. But I also felt really sad for her because I saw how lonely and isolated she had become as a result of this perfectionism and self-righteousness and the ways that her lack of experience and understanding and growing in self-awareness and in, in God's grace uh, had inhibited her and kept her from being able to receive and give his grace and enjoy his grace and his love. And so I, I felt a lot of empathy for her, a lot of sadness for her. And then also I felt sad for her because I saw a lot of duty. She was really bound with duty. She was, you know, she was what you would call a very good person, which was inspiring. But the duty had led to a point where she had lost kind of that first love passion that she got when she first came to Christ, when it was all new, when she was all so desperate for the learning, and it had turned more into a, a self-righteousness, a duty, and a legalism that was really, it had deadened her soul a little bit, and it had definitely hurt her relationships. She had, um, her kids had gone into rebellion mm. because her her perfectionism, her high ideals, her big expectations were crushing to them. Mm. That's, that's, that's so sad. A lot, lot of us experience degrees of that or expressions of that as, as parents where we pour into our, our children, our, you know, our values and, and loving them and raising them uh, in the Lord. And then uh, sometimes you know, one or more of those kids, at least for a season, uh, chafes on that and goes a different direction. So it sounds like that she had an experience of the H stage and the R stage overlapping there in some of those years. Once she became a parent, yes, that was the area where her, her R stage you know, started to click in a little bit more, the responsibilities and raising her kid and actually discipling them. She was taking them to church. She wasn't actually doing the discipling herself so much. She was relying on the church to do it. And then um, she was putting expectations there. And so there was just, I was so grateful that God brought her in because she was ready and ripe to really come to, to understand what God had next for her. And it was beautiful what, how, the way that she received that. And so, it's, it's so it was so helpful to her to understand you know, these stages. It was helpful for me to know how to help her 
you know, the stages were instructive in helping me understand what was going on with her and not to just um, judge her or write her off as um, immature in her faith or, but to be able to really reinforce those good things that really, you know, are, there's so much good in every stage, but also give her a vision for what God is calling and, and the new thing, the fresh thing that he, he's longing for in her soul. That's so good, uh, Christy. We wrote this book as the book that we needed as spiritual directors and counselors years ago. And just for our own life, in our own journey, as we've been going through these stages and hitting the wall, different cycles over a number of years and didn't have this language that we have developed through a lot of study and a lot of experience and helping people. So say say more about how in your role as a people helper, because we got small group leaders listening, disciplers, uh, all kinds of people in ministry. And so say more about how having the, the Christ model of these stages helped you to help this woman. Well, it helped me because I understood where she had kind of gotten stuck and what pitfalls she was falling into. So I was able to do ask some good questions to draw that out and to help her to become aware of and honest, emotionally honest about some of those things that she wasn't really looking at or aware of. And then it was also good because I was I knew where the Lord would be leading her next in, in her area of growth, what she needed next, what some of her growth steps would be. And so I could start to ask the Lord, how are you inviting her into this? And how can I participate with you in that? And, and the Lord would give me ideas. And I knew some things, too, about my own experience and what was life giving to me, remembering back when I was in help and discipleship and I was, you know, stuck up with some of the legalism and the judgmentalism that she was caught into. And then that wasn't working so well for me anymore. It was confusing. And so I I was able to anticipate some of the questions that she was struggling with, some of the doubts, some of the confusion, and articulate that for her. Yeah, you're putting language to her feelings and her faith. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that at each of these stages. You're helping her to unpack the journey of her soul and her life story with Jesus and to begin to put things in in places where she understands what the work of the Spirit was in her life in the C stage and the H stage and the R stage and the graces in those stages and her development in that process, but then where, as you say, she had fallen into a pitfall or run into a, a roadblock or even now hitting into a wall when she reached out to you for help. Yeah, and even helping her to see how she was hurting people because she didn't you know her intentions were good she didn't mean to be hurting people and so even to be able to help her to understand how other people were experiencing her in both good and bad ways was was also something that was some of that legalism and mm-hmm. she had gotten stuck in some of the h stage legalism uh, yeah. some incorrect interpretations of scripture mm-hmm. even though maybe her theology was was good but the practice of that in ways that she wasn't realizing was coming across judgmental or controlling. And so it was actually under, undermining her, her love for pe- her kids and people she was trying to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's the big conflict in the H stage, moving out of these unhealthy, inaccurate interpretations of Scripture into healthier ones. And sometimes it's, it's about we can be in a particular a community, a friend group, a church, or a, a, a particular place that we're learning uh, that reinforces some unhealthy teaching, and, and we don't even realize it, 
And so it's, it's helpful to step out of the box and read a, maybe a different kind of book or talk to different kind of people and maybe think twice about, okay, is this, am I really on target here? And so because she was in some crisis at the wall, she was asking those questions. And so, yeah, so what we did in the book for you who are listening is those questions that Christy asked this client of hers, those questions are in the book. For every stage, we've got questions that you can ask people, and we've got key scriptures that really help us to grow in a healthy way in that stage, and we've got some lots of explanations about these. Uh, at each stage, there's a conflict between a roadblock and a grace that God's trying to bring to us, and, and we help you understand that for the stage. And then we give you some soul care practices, and we recommend different ones for different stages. And that's really one of the big applications of the book is that there are, there's, there's so many spiritual practices that we can do to, to grow in our relationship with the Lord, but they're not like all the same. They're, they're different and different ones are likely to be more helpful at different stages. So we help you to parse that out. So we hope that you will order this book and enjoy this book as you read it and find it valuable. And then we ask, will you help us out by going on Amazon and writing a review for us? That would make a big difference. The more reviews we have, the more people will be able to find Journey of the Soul when they're searching for it online. And the quicker it will come up and the the more reviews, the more people that are on the fence about the book will buy it and benefit from it. And Bill and I are not asking this selfishly. The profits from the book go to Soul Jeopardy, and this isn't about money. Um, This is about the kingdom of God and really wanting to see people get this tool and be blessed. It's been such a blessing to us, and we're just grateful to be able to be messengers of what God's taught us, and we're passionate about it. So we appreciate you teaming with us. We can't do it alone. Jesus, how grateful we are for you, our good shepherd who's guiding us on this path of righteousness that you know the journey, that you have traveled it as a human, and that you are with us traveling it, each of us. We thank you for the good things that you do to help us in our discipleship to you, to help us to follow you, to stay on the path, to not wander off into the, the pricker bushes, and to, to stay close to you. And so we ask, Lord, that you would continue to lead and to guide us, to teach us, that we would trust and and cherish and appreciate the goodness of your revelation through the law. We thank you for your your truth in Scripture, your word that even says, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring our souls. Thank you for your law. Help us, Lord, to receive both your truth and your grace and live in both and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Check out journeyofthesoul.org and you're going to find all sorts of resources related to the book there. A lot of them are free, like the videos. Christian and I did uh, six short videos that lead you through the book. And we've got message notes if you're a pastor or a Bible teacher to help you take other people through the book. And we've got a Spotify playlist of contemporary Christian worship songs for each of the stages. You've been hearing us talk about the Journey of the Soul Soul Talk cards, and those are great just to flip through. It's just a deck of cards. Uh, you've got scriptures in there for each of the stages. You've got uh, Soul Talk questions that you can do for your own devotions or to share with a friend. And also you can get quantity discounts if you want to order more books to uh, help people in your circle of influence. So uh, check us out at journeyofthesoul.org. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. 
To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.